Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I just ask that these watchmen and those are watching, <laughs> and those you're raising up and bringing, the dream of the dream of the Father from the beginning and now being realized in the Son. The redemption of every, out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, a people called the redeemed, whom you have made, Jesus, to be kings and priests to our God. And we reign on earth. Lord, thank you for all the activity that men do to help and lift off burdens. But Lord, we would ask that you would empower us as watchmen, as those who administer to the Lord. Fast, pray, listen, hear, agree. And then out of that point of agreement on earth, heaven would come to earth. And we acknowledge that there's much to be undone for you to do what you want done. We are the ones that need to come. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. My bit, my most favorite day of the week is Wednesday. Because I know there's going to be things that happen for me on Wednesday that would never have happened even in my daily prayer. So I'm grateful for the team. I'm grateful for the family. grateful for the division of priests that you're raising up. Lord, let it be in the fullness of your dream. Now equip us so that we are able to continue in what is probably the most contested area of our, our, our walk is where we begin to minister to the Lord and begin to hear what he's saying and then move with him in agreement and agree with him with what he's saying until he does what he did, said he would do until there's such a synergy between heaven and earth and earth and heaven that we're not trying to get heaven to move. We're just being moved by heaven. We're not trying to get a God to intervene according to what we see the need, but we're just like, we're proclaiming the prophetic word of God on a, in a place, not based on what we see, but based on what we hear. And we're asking you to grow us, grow us, grow us, grow us, strengthen us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's go to Matthew 18. I very much appreciate it. I know it takes a lot to come out twice on a Wednesday. And those of you that are joining us online, you're just as much valuable and it transfers just as far. And we're initiating to get watches in other locales. We do watches basically from 6 to 8, 8 to 10, 10 to 12, 12 to 2, 2 to... Uh, four and four to six and we've introduced the last few months a worship watch it goes it starts at 3:30, goes to 5:30, so that we can you know have a, a chance for you know the worship team to transfer and get ready for the six o'clock and at about four o'clock we also start a watch in a prayer watch in the prayer room so we have uninterrupted prayer 12 hours and uh, we encourage everyone who can to come for two hours. And if you can start on, on the even hour, then you, we become a community. And I'll share a story about that in a minute. But Matthew 18, 18, uh, Jesus said, I got to, let me find my notes and bless my family online. I love watching you or I can't really see you, but I can read you. Okay, so... Um, 
Matthew 18, 18. I'm going to try to be really candid. I feel I'm going to be becoming more and more very candid. Not because uh, there's anything I'm hiding, but because I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I'm letting go. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm in a season of emptying. I feel there's an emptying calling for the filling. So I'm not wanting to just try to put more Jesus on me. I want to empty me so that Jesus can possess me. And the life that I now live, I can live by the faith of the Son of God. That's not, that's happening, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I was on the way to a church today to meet, I, to meet to get here at 10. I was going to be late. I was going to be at 10.30, but thank God that because of the team, I can ask Phil, would you take the seat and, and be present? And, and so he, of course, could. And we have been babysitting our two, our oldest son's two grandchildren. They're just on their way home. And uh, we've been staying at their house, and it's all in Ventura. So then I wanted to get over to our house in Ventura, drop off, um, switch cars, because I wasn't going to take his car over here. And I just, just knew I got a number of things to do. And so I'm driving over, and I'm having a conversation, listening to the Bible, and having a conversation with the Lord about prayer. Prayer in a general sense, prayer in a specific about our watches, prayer in the whole uniqueness of the mark of a believer. Jesus said, uh, um, without faith it's impossible to please God. And he said that Enoch walked with God, and he was not because he found, he had a testimony, he pleased God, and without faith... It's impossible to please God and that the two marks of faith is one, we believe that God is and we believe God rewards us if we seek him. So that's the basis of prayer. And yet prayer has so many complexities, not the complexities of us trying to figure it out, but of the complexities of God working out salvation through our prayer. He has long suffering that was often misunderstood as God's not responding. He has, um, he does not deal kindly with self-righteousness and we think he's not listening because he isn't and he he wants to bring us into a place of weakness so that we can make an exchange and receive his strength so there's a lot of things that happen many times i remember very beginning of our journey as as, as pastors we were just youth pastors a friend of ours called cammy life is just really getting difficult and she said ever since I just committed myself to pray everything is is going bad and nothing's changing and Cammie had the uh, freedom to say well prayer isn't to change things prayer is to change you and it really is so and so a lot of times the first thing that prayer does is it produces it, it unveils the position of our of where we are and that's in our private prayer, which is so important, and then in our corporate prayer, which is a dimension that only can happen if there's more than one of us. So I'm praying to the Lord about this and asking the Lord, Lord, there's no way that prayer will become what it, you want it to be unless you make it to be what you want it to be. We, it's not something that appeals to the flesh and it doesn't make sense to the soul. And the natural man kind of can't see the you know, we want to do something when you want us to be still and know you. We think it's time to act and do something. And so there's a conflict constantly. And prayer is the one place we start stilling ourselves and quieting ourselves and settling ourselves where you can have access. And, and when you do, and 
you can be you can undo us and if you can undo us a whole paradigm of thought whole mindset a whole theology can be just flushed down the toilet and a whole clearer picture of God be received in an instant so it's 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 a invaluable 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 I know when prayer is going everything else is growing and when prayer is waning everything else is waning it's just the what happens it's so I'm praying about all this and talking and I get here and we're we're um, five of us six of us I'm sure, I think at, at that time and I get a I get a text uh, from my daughter who lives in Ventura whose son is uh, needs to get picked up from the school here in Camrail and he's sick and I'll go get him and and I realize yeah he's he, I'm gonna take him back to his mom's I have that time I let Phil know I'm leaving I depart uh, have a, again I have a wonderful time with the Lord whether I'm sitting in a car listening to scripture hearing the voice of the Lord it's life I, 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 I'm not I'm learning that it's not a specific thing I'm supposed to do it's the attitude of my heart in whatever I'm doing that's that's where life is coming from so I get back about 15 minutes to 12 maybe it was 11:30 we're kind of closing up the prayer and I wanted to thank everybody so you know it was such a such a pleasure I mean, such a, such a comfort or strength. Strength was the word. Strength. To know that I had to get up and go do something that was important because it's family. But at the same time, prayer just kept on humming along. And I left you with these. I was in this position. Now I hear where you guys have progressed in prayer. And it's amazing of what is happening in our midst. And then the next two hours, which I was able to stay present just undid me so I, I, I was thinking of these verses assuredly I say to you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and that has so much to do with maturity it has a lot to do with forgiveness it has a lot to do with the will of God from heaven and, the, and some translations would even say whatever is bound on heaven will be bound on earth whatever is loosed in heaven will be loosed on earth and it goes on he says again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name I am there in the midst of them when we moved the sanctuary prayer that began, we called it fasting and prayer. Then we began to call it uh, prayer and fasting. And now we call it prayer watches because we're wanting teams of people that are showing up. That stage, the Lord started talking about, it's the art of agreeing with God. We need to receive from the word of God the truth of what God is doing and agree with what he's saying and then let the spirit of God empower us to pray and to join together but first in agreement with his word then agreement with one another in his word and it's and that that's maturing very fast very rapidly but there were like a couple people had to leave and all of a sudden I, I just had this moment of, of deep encouragement you know Jesus as a man son of man and in the father's perfect will and fellowship and understanding and from the position where he was and, the, and what the father said all I need is and 
I think when Jesus made these statements, he wasn't, he wasn't just, you know, aiming low. He was aiming at the center. He said, if two, of, if two of you agree, and then he says, two or three are gathered together, and he understood humanity. You know how hard it is to get two or three together in his name? Do you know how, how much conflict goes against people? You know how many bad things happen to discourage someone from coming? How many tired situations? It's just, it's intentional from hell. Because the reigning on earth is the, from the priesthood of the believer. The priestly ministry, agreeing with God, priest reigning on earth. So, so he said, if I can get, if I can just, just two of you, just two of you agree upon anything, my father will do it. And if two of the three of you gather, then I'll be right there in the midst. And that's that dimension, dynamic of, of why we do this. I hear things on Wednesday I'll never, I would, it might take me years to hear in my own personal prayer and Bible reading. It's all the same components. We, like I'll share with the men, we go to God, we give them an hour. We bring the word of God and the prayer. We, we present ourselves with the word of God and the spirit of God. We bring a believing heart and a speaking mouth so we engage our life in the word, in the spirit, and we inside that time. And we have a heart of faith. We believe and we're going to accept what we're hearing. And we're going to, we're going to um, uh, speak out what we're hearing in the word so that we can, you know, basic salvation. Believe in your heart, righteousness, confess with your mouth, salvation. And the dynamic happens. But that's all inside of me. And I can feel the Spirit on me, but that's still inside of me. But then when there's two of us or three of us and we're in a circle, now Jesus is in the midst of us. So he's outside of us. Why is he outside of us? Because if Eddie's praying, Eddie's praying from the inside of Christ, Christ inside him with the scripture he understands and the Spirit moving on him. And all of a sudden I'm hearing Jesus speak what I am not hearing Jesus saying inside of me. But he's saying the same thing, but he's saying it from a different way or a different perspective. And all of a sudden, faith erupts. And this movement starts happening. And this uh, opportunity to, of, of kingdom advancement. In uh, uh, Chronicle, in, in Luke 1.8. Can we just turn to this? Because it's Christmas and, and that's time to point this out. Luke chapter 1 verse 8 through verse 11. This is a story of Zacharias, but this is the part we just kind of pass over, and I want to suggest that it, it's, a, it's, worth your, it's worth the effort to get here, or to get to where God's committed you to pray with others. It was, this is speaking of Zacharias, it was that while he was serving as priest before God, and then here's the key, in the order of his division, in Luke or in Second Chronicles, in First Chronicles, chapter twenty-four, verse one through nineteen, David, King David, is now intentionally building, getting the resource of the temple for his son Solomon to build, getting the plans of the temple for his son Solomon to build accordingly, getting the Levite, the priest in order, to getting the everybody, the army, but it, he takes the priesthood. And he divides them by lot into 24 divisions. So that as a priest, where you might live anywhere in Israel, you would come and serve in the temple 
that was to be built two weeks of the year. And so now, whatever, 600, one, you know, close to maybe 1,000 years later, here we have Zechariah serving as a priest in order of his division. So God knew Zacharias was to be here. Zacharias was there because it was his division. There's a lot of things that happen for the believer if you just show up when God told you to or when you told God you would. You have to ask the question, if I tell God I'm going to have a prayer time with him and I don't show up, was he, did he already know and not show? Absolutely not. If that was so, then it would have, as soon as Adam would have sinned, God would have disappeared. But as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, God still showed up in the same time. We're going to have our walk today, son. But now the fear had impregnated them and shame had taken over them and they went and hid. And God wasn't willing to let people hide, so he went and played hide and seek. Where are you? And then he called them out of, to confess what they had done and he cleansed them by covering, sacrificing an animal, covering them, and then he sent them out of the garden because he said, this is no condition to live like this for eternity. And so there began the story that we are all coming into. Prayer is returning to God. Prayerlessness is hiding from God. And we all have done it. I've done it, both of them, multiple, many ways. So it says, in order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood. So this was a custom that David put in place. His lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So he was given the assignment of burning the incense. And that's the closest you're going to get to the, to the very ark of the covenant. The whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. So the Christmas story begins at a prayer watch. That's something that had been set in order by division, and he was in his division, in his order, and now the lot had called for him to be the burning of the incense, not the ministering of the candle or, you know, the showbread. He was there, and the angel stands on the right hand of the altar, so he's like, whoa, and then begins the story. The conversation is the beginning of, of the Christmas story for John to come and so forth. So, let me just share what I think is important for us, just in five minutes, and then we'll, we'll break up. When I'm in a prayer meeting, and that's what a watch is, but a watch is focused toward the Lord, to listen to the Lord, to pray what the Lord is saying in his scripture. We're not trying to get him to do what we want. I gave that up. I still do it when I get under a lot of pressure. But I'm learning that don't ever tell him what to do because you're wrong with what you think he should do. Let him speak. Let his word be true. And don't even try to figure that out. Just receive what he's saying. And let the peace, let the joy, and let the, let the, let the influence of heaven hold you while you fear God and open his mercy. And it's just a relational thing that's held in that place through Jesus Christ. So I told you about uh, my trip and... and we come back in. We're in the next watch. I, 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 this is being undone. 
It's not something that we typically think that is important, but I am convinced every time God is about to do something new, he has to undo the old. He has to undo the one who's carrying an old thought, an old, an old path, and everything is old the day after it's done. Manna stinks one day late. So systems and, 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 and patterns and traditions, and they can just kind of, uh, kind of stop them. So being undone is my hope when I come. I really hope that I will experience a place where the true, where I'm, I'm penetrated by the Word of God and the Spirit of God and the movement of the Spirit amongst the people. Uh, and knowing I will encounter God and be undone is my confidence in why I would gather because I'm, 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 I'm aware that what God is going to do, He has to do. You know, we can't do what he's going to do. And I'm aware that every time I hear him speak, I think I'm going to have a part in what he's doing. And I start to get moved toward doing it. Not, not wrongly, I mean, but I just start to engage myself in the hopes that now this is that. So like, you know, the, is this the time for the kingdom to be restored? And Jesus say, no, 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 it's time for the Holy Spirit to come and, and give you the power to witness me and so what I'm what I was feeling and my testimony of today and what I believe is there's a strong move of the spirit to bring forth fulfillment of things that have been said and promised in the last maybe 40 years maybe even more maybe even since you know since the book of acts maybe since Azusa history it doesn't really matter where you mark where he's coming to but whenever God comes he comes to what has already been spoken not to what he's saying he's about to do what he's saying is about to, he, so so all of a sudden I've been experiencing the strong hand of God to bring me into vulnerability of my inability vulnerability to my inability my weakness on I mean, like my prayer. Lord, if you don't make prayer exciting, who's going to come? I mean, I understand it. For me, it's life. I, I live it. It's my daily bread every day. And I love my weekly gathering with my brothers and sisters to minister to you. But, but I don't know what you need of that. And what, I, I feel like you fight against, I fight against the mindset, the mindset of, of, of America probably, and more so in many ways, but Western thinking for sure in general ways. Is that, you know, it, we need a plan. We need to execute it. We need to move with an intentionality. We need to accomplish. And to be just like going, Lord, I, I've done that, and i never yet gone beyond what I get. Even if I change the plan, the plan ends at the same place. So I don't know how to get to this, and I'm, and I'm not able to produce, and I can't perform, and, I'm, and I, know you need to, I know you want to do something rapidly. So yesterday I was taking a walk over by my son's at my son's house, and I was noticing the hadn't been there for about a year as far as taking the long walk, because we get to do that when we're babysitting, and I'm noticing that there's just the way you go go through a neighborhood and you had thoughts about the neighborhood or desires that the neighborhood sparked for you to have, or, and I was noticing that a lot of little things that might have been important they were less important and. And the, and the peace that was now resting about not having or wanting 
or realizing I don't. The discoveries I've had with the Lord, I wouldn't want that even if you gave it to me now. And, and really grateful for that. But I'm feeling how here in this prayer meeting that, Lord, what you're doing is beautiful, but it's, it's too slow. If this rate, I'll die still mostly me and very little of you. That I want you to have full access to do what you're going to do. I need so much more of you, and I need you to, you to pick, take, the, take advantage of, of a willing vessel that, though I'm willing, I can't perform because I'm a Peter. I'm a Peter, and I think probably all of us are Peters at some degree. We hear the Lord, we see the Lord. The more we see, the more we hear, the more we recognize at first who we really are, but then later we try to be who we think God wants us to be. And we make a we go into hypocrisy, not on purpose. We just try to be more righteous than the rest. And man, once you're in that slot, man, it's like a to- it's a tyrant. And so, uh, so I'm in this in the prayer. And I'm just I just felt like the Lord said, just I want you to be honest because we're living a, pe- a people that are now living with this idea that I do not think is biblical. We can take scripture and we can take spiritual principles and we can apply them and get results. I do not think that's biblical. That's closer to the law than it is to submission. Intimacy into fruitfulness is yielding to submission, to the word being given to us individually. And where I begin to say, gosh, Lord, I have a lot of ideas out here, but I, I, what do you, I'm, I hear what you're saying, but what you're saying I cannot be a part of, but I want you to have access to have your full way, but I can't be the contributor or the, the one who can, you know, make it happen. Does that make sense? You start to realize that? And when you realize that you're in a, you're in a, you're in a better position than when you think, no, all I need is a better idea. A little more, little more gumption, a little more effort, a little more try in my, a little more oomph in my every try, and I'll have a triumph. You know, it's just that flesh and that soul that's saying, you know, I got this thing. I, I think I figured this out. I know what God's going to do with this. And so I'm being just deeply undone. Helen is in our watch, the second watch, and she said, would you sing Amazing Grace? Exactly. Don't have the. I kind of forgot the words. I said, "Sure," and I just start singing it. Of course, we love it. But I get to the that's saved, and I lost the words. You know, I could call that as a, you know brain fog, but I just lost the words. A wretch like me, and I once was lost, and now I see. You know, lost now and found was blind now I and I lost that word. And I think, oh. There's something I, I and I'm in a prayer meeting and I'm in our prayer watches. Everything is happening, and there's an intention. There's a message in everything, and I'm looking only for the message that's coming to me, because that's the one he's trying to get to me. Because I'm a part of the agreement. I'm not the agreement. I'm just a part of the saying yes. If you think it's hard to get people to pray, I thought to myself, it take it takes a resurrection to get people to gather 120. And even that was over 500 had witnessed the resurrected Christ in one time. But they all didn't make it to the prayer meeting. 
because we want the event, we want the impact, we want the, uh, the movement, we want to be in the meeting that's moving. But very few understand the movement of the heart that would bring the meeting, that would bring the movement in the earth. And that's, we don't see that because we kind of still think, well, if you just tell me what to do, I'll do it. Do you know how many times I said that in the midst of the moves of God? Just tell me what to do, I'll do it. And do you want to, I don't say that anymore. You tell me what to do, I can't do it. And if I do try, I'll prove to myself I, I can't, but I will try because I feel like I've got to be a part of it. So how do, what do I do? So Helen's praying that prayer, or we're singing that song, and I'm just kind of being impacted. And then she reads a scripture. And then someone else reads a scripture. She reads out of Jeremiah 15. I'm, oh, this is a verse 20 plus years ago, God penetrated my life. Penetrated it out of the Amplified. She's reading out of the Amplified, I think. Or, but I wrote it down, I scribbled it on a yellow piece of paper and put it in my wallet because it was calling me to my unbelief. And, uh, Lord, this is not fair because this is happening in every place of deep encounters, prior encounters. I think I said on Sunday that we've had our grandkids, so we've watched three uh, Christmas carols. There's so many versions. There's lots of, every one of them are fun. Uh, George C. Scott, the old one uh, that we used to watch with our kids every year, is now on, on, online. Anyway, we're watching it, and in the movie, verbiage is given that I got as a connecting point, but not in the way he uses it. He is speaking as a just, you know, grumpy, uh, mean man. And I got to stop, but he's a grumpy, mean man. And, and he's being touched for one moment with Tiny Tim and seeing him and his frailty. Will he be here Christmas, Spirit? Will he be here this time next year? And he says, I don't see, see it that way. And now he's feeling sorrow for it. So he's being touched in a way that he was not allowing himself to be touched, but he's being moved. And so then the Spirit says back to him a words that he had quoted to a, to a charity drive in his refusal to be a participant in helping. And he said, well, if these people would rather die, let them die and decrease the surplus population of the earth. So the Spirit says, well, if he's going to die, let him die and decrease the surplus population of the earth. But now it's a person that he sees that he has affection for. His heart's been moved. And now he says, you're using my own words against me. So I, I'm hearing the Lord speaking words, his words to me. And now he's reusing them against me. Now, meaning like, you failed me. You didn't do what I told you. You should have done. It's like, God, every time you've spoken, I've never been able to perform, though I've tried with all my might. I've expended all my energy. I've, I've exhausted resource and life. And I've brought no salvation. And I'm knowing because of this last multiple years that that was never going to happen because I was going to, you know, partner with God like God's looking for somebody important and power, you know, wonderful that he could do something with. He's looking for wonderful people to make them into nothing and then do something. Looking for talented people to take away all their talent abilities and then let him be the talent within. 
So I'm realizing, wow, Lord, this is crazy. I'm hearing you speak through your body words that are impacting, that affected me. This whole coming next week, and I'll close with this, this whole coming party is building, coming forth in scriptural promises that rest upon Jubilee that are, again, are 20 plus years old. And they're coming out of those who wouldn't know them, but they're declaring them. And so we're longing for a, a, a releasing of the new, not returning of the old. We don't want to stir up the pot. I want to stir up the gift, but I don't want to stir up its, you know, its mannerisms. So the purpose of the watches is to submit and to minister to the Lord and to begin to submit to his move of his spirit and to hear his word. His word never changes. His promises are never remitted. His callings and gifts are never pulled back but they are brought into our life through a series of events and, and attempts and efforts and failures and shortcomings. Because there's a, one thing that is hardest, I think, for me is to live in a place of t- total vulnerability that I cannot produce what I'm supposed to do, but I'm called to do what I'm supposed to produce. But I can't produce it. But he can and wants to. So this kind of um, convoluted living in this weakness so that strength can rest and inability so his ability can be there and then crying out Lord we need you and so the cry of the intercession the cry began to say oh God there's just so much there's just so much you can do and we can't do any of it and we need you to do all of it and we need to we need you to come I want to come, please. And the Lord was just kind of saying to me, he says, you know, I want to do so much. But my people are so full of themselves, there's no place for me. I need them to empty themselves, which is an old picture. And I think that's a focus of this coming month, is to empty ourselves. Not feel like if I empty myself, then God's going to reject me for my failure. It's just ownership of my inability and where I am. But then it, it, it triggers this, I need you. We need you come and do what we can't do. There's such a great need, but we can't reach it. We can't mastermind it. We just need you to come. So I'd like to close this. I know I'm one minute past, but if we could take a five-minute gathering, and if you'll take a moment, maybe share what's going on in your prayer that has to do with um, positioning of our hearts or what we read in Hebrews chapter 4. And if you'll do that, for five minutes I'm going to walk back and we're going to online we'll go over to the other room just to make a test on this cafe video okay can we do that break up in three or four people just share if what's what is what's moving on you because it's agreement with what we're hearing and God takes it and next thing you know he starts to fashion it in us okay all right so I'm going to go follow me please let's see if this works All right, we're on. Okay, come on, guys. Um, so next week, the reason you'll be a part of us is this is what we'll do a part of it. We'll go to every station and see how the Spirit of the Lord moves and how you might receive what's happening in the middle of the movement. Sometimes it's just a little prompting. So I'm the prompter, but the Holy Spirit's the, the, the power and the promoter. But so we're going to the cafe, because if we can get you in on the cafe, we can't bring the food to you, but, but.
but we could let the life flow and we could just kind of enjoy it. So we're checking to see if we get signal. Cafe will be all decorated. It'll be absolutely beautiful. Christmas goodies. If you can come, come. But if those of you can't, get it. But if I'm in, we're still alive, I'm good. All right, this is way cool. Because then this is where we begin. Eating together, sharing together, talking together being together. And about 6.20, we'll go into the worship. And um, from the worship, we'll go on to move into the stations. And what we are longing for, and I'm asking you to help me. You've heard my heart tonight. I don't want to reproduce or to stir up an old anointing. I know old anointings. I've been in enough movements, and I know the ones that that are current and that we all kind of have the, 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 we know the steps to the dance. I don't want to do the old dance. I want to, I, I'm longing for, I'm desperately needing and that's my prayer and I'm believing, we're believing this coming Wednesday is the beginning. The beginning of a new and we don't know what the new is because I really honestly I know what God, whatever God's doing, it's not what I'm expecting. And I know how he comes is not going to be uh, necessarily for my affirmation. For sure not. <laughs> it's going to come to be undoing and to recalibrate and to resend out. So the, the purpose of God's coming is for God to move and us to move aside. We then give him room and we don't try to um, force it. It's kind of like Hebrews 4 today. Hebrews 4 was all this thing about rest. And he made that allegate, uh, uh, comparison that if Joshua had given Israel rest and David, you know, 600 plus years, 800 years later, would not have spoken of the rest. That's what he says, if you will hear my voice, do not enter, do not um, rebel against it, do soften your heart, don't harden your heart, because I swore you'll not enter my rest. So he's applying rest not to the acquiring of the, of the land of Israel and the nation of Israel. Even at his time of the zenith of, the, of, of, of God's prosperity of the land, he's talking about the rest that God entered into on the seventh day. And that rest of ceasing from his own labor then he's going on and he's saying, okay, so this rest is, if we're entering into the rest, we'll stop from our works. We'll cease from our labor. And if we cease from our labor, that's through the word of God. And if we, if we don't, it's because we rebel against the, the spirit of God, the voice of God, and we, 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 we pull back and we try to function from ourselves. So very telling story. I don't know. I just want to pray for you. Let us, I don't, I don't, I don't mind being vulnerable. I mean, I'm not, I want to be honest and I don't want to be honest where it's offensive to others because I know we're all working super hard. One of the places, one of the places that I was undone today again is that as I was talking toward the, the posturing of my heart, I was realizing there's, there's, where there's, there's exhaustion that has occurred. There's brokenness of broken hearts, the broken dreams, there's hope deferred. And all of us are there, and I don't want to ever point that I'm not and the others are, because then we get into a, a 
position of prayer that God never approves of. But the thing was, the statement what came to me was that no one, none of us can know the oppression that's over people that are, that's stopping the, the expression of the victory of Jesus in our life. There's real oppression wanting to withstand the individual member coming alive. And we can look at someone and say, well, look at your life. I can figure it all out. But that's outward appearance. We don't know the heart. And the heart is what God's coming to liberate. So I want to bless you, Lord. Our blessed online family that extends across the globe, we're thankful for them. And I do ask that, would you make it uh, this coming uh, week when we are together a time of, of great miracles, of great liberation, of great breakthrough. And when we bring the team of the prophetic ministry, it's just going to speak into the, the online family. May, may that be a miracle because they don't know who most of you, I know who you are, a lot of you, but they don't. They're just going to do a couple of couple young families that are going to just stand up and begin to speak out. Lord, would you just release grace? Would you bless our Christmas? Would you bring us into that great exchange? Would you allow forgiveness to flow and be received and gifts to be given and gifts received? And make it, make it this, year, this coming Wednesday your Christmas party, we pray in Jesus' name. Now, if you'll follow me back, let's see if this works. I'm going to bless the rest of the house and send everybody home because we're late. But I sure appreciate our time together and we'll hopefully be good on next week when we get together. Praise Jesus. <laughs> so we'll go on up and then we'll get myself back on into the house and I'll call everybody in. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. If I can go back in the house, please. And then... Yeah, I'll, I'll just start, finish talking here. This is good. All right, so I'm going to release a blessing, and you don't have to stop talking, but we, it worked. So we can bring our, our family together with us on, into the cafe and get them connected right from 6. They can join us at 6. Lord, I know in this house carry great treasures, treasures of great worth, given from eternity in Christ. And the many many purchases to buy the field where the treasures have been found. We cannot unlock the treasure even after we found them, but we do ask that you would do whatever and everything that needs to be done to each and every one of us that you might be fully seen in the midst of us and have access to all of us and we be a people that you are found in and others find you here. We don't know how to get there, but we know you've got a plan and you're bringing us fast rapidly there. Give us grace when things start to go messy and things start to go out of, out of our controlled uh, traditional thoughts and, and you begin to bridge or actually expand your horizons and extend your ten pegs over our lives. We pray for this and this weekend and men would you do a great work in the men. The men are the key. Men are always the key. Not because they're, they're superior to women, but it's the order you put things in. And when a man steps into his, his agreement with you, he releases a family. So we're praying for the men, a special work amongst us. And then for Sunday in the service, as we equip and we're going to lay hands on everyone who's going to be a part of the stations, there will be an impartation. As you did to Timothy, you would help him stir up his gift 
that was given by the laying on of hands and prophetic utterance. So we pray the gifts of God would stir up and then the ministry would flow next come this Wednesday. A great celebration, a great, great celebration, Father. Please let it be. Thank you. Thank you for doing so. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.